Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. We're okay. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, what's up, everyone? In a remote location, that's Kevin. What's up, y'all? We got another special guest today. He is Brad Perry. He's listed as a stuntman in D2, hockey assistant in D3. Cool thing about Brad, he's also a hockey player. How you doing, Brad? How's it going, guys? All right. As I mentioned, hockey player, you can go to bradperryhockey.com. Check out. He teaches, coaches, all that kind of stuff. And I first discovered you, Brad, from this YouTube video that you posted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it teased like a deleted scene in Mighty Ducks 2. And the description said that you created this move uh, for Mighty Ducks 2 where you – it's a pretty ridiculous move. You flip your stick around, drag it on – Drag the puck, kind of like a toe drag, but the butt end of the stick doesn't have a toe. Uh, but right. onto the shaft, you jump over it with like a 360 move, flip it back up, bat it into the air, and into the net. Just how um, how does that relate to D2 and what they wanted you to do? Well, you know, it's funny. They had um, a, a, the one kid, Ty, uh, who had the really good hand stick handling ability. Um, I, that move was supposed to be kind of set up for him. Mm-hmm. So the, but what they wanted me to do, uh, along with Jack, I, you guys had Jack on the, on the, um, podcast mm-hmm. a couple podcasts ago. Um, Jack is my stepdad. Yeah. And he's we should the one that actually, yeah, he, he's the one that actually brought me and my brother, and my sister on to the movies to help out with uh, a bunch of the different, you know, tricks and, and stunts and teaching the other actors and the doubles as well. Uh, but one of the uh, things that they wanted to do for Tex, they wanted to give him some really cool stick handling tricks. And uh, so they, they ended up, you know, my, my stepdad came to me and said, hey, we need you to go over to the other rink. They, they had two sheets that they were running at the time. And uh, we need you to come up with a, a bunch of moves. So I went over to the other side and uh, I just I spent like like an hour just trying to figure out different things that I, I could do. And I came back across the other side and showed him a bunch of the different moves and came up with that was like the, the finale i kind of saved that one for the very end and that was it, it actually uh they they didn't they filmed it but they didn't actually um they didn't air it so i thought it was something that you know everybody had asked me to do i, I taught hockey schools after that and uh, and i still do and uh some people had seen that i had, had done that before so i they ended up asked just they kept asking about it so i ended up just filming it and the rest is history. <laughs> so what were some of the other moves you had out there? 
Well, you know, there's a, you know, in hockey, it's very common for players to pick the puck up on the blade side. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, a bunch of those different things and spins and uh, some cool kind of like you throw them up in the air and you catch them and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, you know, I thought that's, everybody's already seen that. So it's not, it's not anything big. So I, I was like, what else can you do? I wonder if you can pick it up on the butt end. So I spent, I, it must've been at least 45 minutes trying to get it up on the butt, butt end, you know, and then, you know, once I realized that I could get it up there on the butt end, then I just would place it on the butt end. And then I started coming up with the rest of the stuff. Um, and that, you know, it was just, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, at the time that it was, it was going to take off like it did, but, uh, people seemed to like it. And so, so Brad, I, I, have a, I have a quick, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. Sure. Um, so whenever Tibbles in D2 says that, uh, that Ty is the best puck handler he's ever seen. Is he actually referring to you? No, actually, you know, it's funny because every, uh, every double, I mean, every, uh, every actor had a double that actually did a lot of the stunts for each person. So the guy that they had working for Ty, um, I, I think I want to say his name was Ryan Ford and the whole crew uh, of doubles was basically bought in by Jack from California. It was a whole part of like a, an organization that he was running uh, for hockey players. And he brought a whole bunch of these people that just kind of matched up with the actors. And we, when we did the camp at a camp where we did it like a couple of weeks or months of, uh, of pre-training camp to train the actors and all that, each double was partnered up with, um, with their actor. So it was it was kind of cool because Ryan was actually a really good handler, and I think one of the, the scenes in the movie, he's actually the one that's like putting it through his legs and doing like a tight turn and doing some really neat kind of tricks. But my part was supposed to be uh, the the crazy stuff, the like out of control stuff. So like I, I did a stunt for Mendoza when he can't stop and he jumps over the net, and what they were planning on doing for that other scene was they were going to beat me up like they did. For Mendoza, when I jump over in that, uh, they're going to paint me up to look like uh, Ty, the cowboy. And then I would mm -hmm. I would have gone in and done the, done the trick and all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, they ended up just cutting it cutting it out. There's a lot. Actually, there were a lot of scenes. I, you know, I did. I was pre I pretty much did whatever the doubles couldn't do. Um, they pretty much would throw me in there, and I would do those kind of crazy stunts. So so Brad, how old were you when uh when this all happened? Uh, I was uh, I was playing junior hockey at the time, so I was older. I was like uh, I was grad I grad just graduated from high school, um, from and I was actually it's funny because I'm from Los Angeles, but uh, I graduated from high school in Minnesota because I was actually I had to leave home to go play in Canada and Minnesota and a couple other places. So I was just graduating from high school when they started filming uh, D2. So I came down and filmed that, and then uh, continued to play junior hockey until. D three was starting to film, so I was probably between, you know, seventeen and nineteen years old when those movies were being filmed. And my main thing was I was a hockey player, you know, at the time. So, so when it, whenever you got, I guess, the call from your dad is like, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. I want you to come out. Were you thinking like, you know, this might be interesting because I've seen the Mighty Ducks, or were you just like, hell yeah, I want to do this, or just like, oh man, these kids are like thirteen and I'm you know, 18, I'm not going to look like them or whatever. 
Yeah, no, no. It was, uh, you know, it's funny because my dad had done a lot of other other things too. Like he'd done uh, Young Blood and Cutting Edge and some other movies that, you know, a lot of TV shows and commercials and stuff. And it was, it was basically the same role for almost all of those things. And he was really, um, he was very good at including everybody that was around him, mm-hmm. like in the group. So he included all of us as a family, but then also the people that were in the organization, he would include all those guys and um, the organization that he ran actually helped out with like underprivileged kids and gave them a chance to um, get started in hockey. And those kids ended up turning out to be pretty good. And then he brought them along and put them in movies. And for me at the time, I, I just, I thought that um, I just loved being on set. I mean, I, I, I thought it was amazing to see all of the the tricks and things that they would do, like the knuckle puck, you know, the knuckle puck was like this, like it was like three feet in diameter and it was on a steel rod on a sled and guys like they'd yell action. The guys would push the sled down the ice and somebody would flip the puck. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's crazy because to this day, I still have kids. Like I, I still coach and teach a lot and uh, I still have kids come up to me asking me if I would teach them the knuckle puck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I got to, it's almost like I got to tell them there's no Santa, you know, like that. Like <laughs> I don't want to tell them that <laughs> you, can't, you can't just, you cannot do the knuckle puck. It's impossible. <laughs> but, um, so it was, it was really neat to be on the set for all that kind of stuff to see how they like came up with, you know, and I, and I had read the script too. So it was like, it was kind of neat to see when you read the script, how they describe something. And then you end up actually seeing it in the movie. You're like, wow, that, or you see it on set when they're filming it. And you're like, I just, I can't even imagine coming up with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when you're on set, you know, obviously you're required to do a lot of these stunts, you know, a lot of the complicated ones, who of the actors was probably the best and didn't require a lot of double work. And who did you, was like constantly like, we need to get someone else in here. Cause this just looks so fake with them out there skating. <laughs> okay. So the, um, I, you know, it's funny because they actually, uh, most of them, um, improved. Like they, they were, I mean, they were highly intelligent kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were hard workers mo- as most actors are, but the kids for something, they're they really intelligent. Uh, they had a lot of practice, but they, they took, most of them took to it really well. Like they like pretty quickly. Um, I'd say like Mike Vitar was, was good. And, you know, Charlie was good. And it, the normal guys that you see, that you didn't have to like, there weren't, you could see their face and you could see them skating. You could tell that they actually had, had come along and they were much better. Um, I think Mike Vitar was, he was really, he got really good at, toward the end. Guy uh, was really good uh, toward the end. Um, but then there was like, uh, Emilio had a hard time and Emilio was like <laughs> the nicest guy on the planet, but he had, he had such a hard time trying to figure it out. Like, you know, he had all of us were dedicated to trying to help him, and it just and he was an athlete too. Like he, you like he was running all the time, and he was very athletic, uh, and worked out and all that stuff. But for some reason, it just didn't click for him. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was so tough for him to, to grasp it. So I, I'd say he had the hardest time. I think um, I think Sam had a hard time too in the beginning. Um, Tim Weiss, I think he had a Goldberg had a hard time in the beginning, and he started to get better. But uh, outside of that, uh, Wu was really good. He was a figure skater, um, so he had you know he could go out there and skate. Um, Aaron Lord, I think he he got pretty good too. Uh, he was the bash, yeah, he was the bash brother, the second one, mm-hmm. and super nice guy. 
Uh, and outside of that, uh, I think Cologne was pretty good. She she could learn. She got pretty good at skating as well. So, so you're saying that um, it. the uh, the scene where Emilio like he gets hit in the uh, the knee by uh, by Wolf the dentist at the end and he falls. That was like the most authentic Emilio him falling down. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally. There was no acting in that whatsoever. <laughs> it was like that's exactly what happened. But you know, it's funny because you you know you look at like uh, a couple scenes, and it's it's harder to tell for you know some people that might not know hockey as much. But um, they had uh, Emilio's double was this guy named Peter, and he was a really good hockey player. He lived in Minnesota, um, but there was a scene in uh, I, I want to say D two where he's like he's like contemplating like his life or whatever and he goes mm-hmm. back and he's on the pond sitting on the bench and he's like lacing up and then he like stands up mm-hmm. and as soon as like as soon as you see him stand up you're like well oh he's a little shaky <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like you could t- you could tell and then all of a sudden like he freaking darts out and he starts doing like these crazy like awesome like turns and stuff like that another one was when he was uh going against um the icelandic coach wolf and they get you, yeah. Do you remember that part? Where yeah. Getting, they're getting ready to go. Yeah, they're getting ready to go do one on one. Well, he he comes out and he skates, and all of a sudden you see him like kind of warming up, and then, you know, he he turns from you know beginner to just amazing <laughs> <laughs> NHL style player <laughs> in like a I really within like a one break. I really can't yeah. wait for Emilio to come on the pod and completely refute all of this. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean he he honestly he was such a super nice guy and he he came out and he worked he worked hard i mean every time he would work out with us he was he was working hard but it was just some sometimes you sometimes you don't and he just didn't he just didn't didn't get it <laughs> so going back were you not involved in d1 at all then no, so I was uh, I was still in school, uh-huh. and again I was in Minnesota at the time. So I came up when Jack was running D one, and I came on I, I came to set a few times and check things out. Um, and I remember, you know, when I got to set on one, he I remember like my big thing was the day that I got there, they were at a rink in Minnesota called uh, Parade Ice Arena, and uh, Paul Abdul was there. And mm-hmm. I remember that being a big deal. That was like this crazy crazy thing like it was it was awesome to see paula Abdul. she was at like her height you know yeah so, but i didn't yeah I, I wasn't i didn't get a chance to be in one uh and you know it's funny because jack says that that was the most fun that he had was on one because there was just you know there was you didn't really have any kind of set design on the movies there was a lot of freedom to do things and it was he had he had a lot of fun doing that uh, and then as they went on, there was a little bit more structure and you couldn't do as much. And, but that first one he says was the most fun. Did you have any interaction with Paula Abdul? No, no, I really, really to this day wish I did. I, really did. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a major crush on her. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny because in the, in, in my position, um, you know, Jack was the coach and I'm, I'm out there helping out, but you know, I really love that kind of stuff. I love being on set. I love seeing all that kind of stuff. And it was very interesting because, you know, I, I was kind of like flying into the radar, but I was able to see everything happening, you know, like all the acting stuff and the stunts and the, you know, things and how they set things up. And it was, it was kind of a cool position because you could just kind of like, it was like 
being able to float around and do whatever you want, but you know, nobody really cares. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's pretty cool. And so uh, when D1 comes out, um, did you get to see it beforehand or did you have to like see it in the, in the theaters like the rest of us normal people? And what did you think, yeah. you know, seeing like this, ho- like this was one of the first, like, I guess, hockey movies with kids. And, you know, obviously you were, you know, younger around that age. So, you know, what was that like seeing that? And do you remember like uh, the culture of when that kind of hit? Yeah, I you know when that came out in school, and I was at the, at that point, I had left home already to go play, so it was pretty high level at that point. Um, and I remember uh, I remember seeing the movie, and I didn't I didn't have any special passes. I didn't have any you know I didn't go vaccine or anything like that, or see dailies or anything like that. But I um, <laughs> I got a chance to see the movie, and I remember thinking at the time that. You know, the only other movie really that I had seen recently up to that point was Youngblood. And Youngblood mm-hmm. was a little bit more realistic, even though it's not. But, I mean, it was still more realistic <laughs> than than uh, than Mighty Ducks. I remember thinking, like, like that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen in hockey. That, that you, we don't do that. That's not how it works. And I remember thinking, like, I was very conflicted because I'm like, here's my, my dad's in this movie. And he loved the movie. And, he's you know, he's a part of it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I was... I was like, that's not how hockey is. It doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. But uh, at the same time, you know, I, it, it didn't take too long to realize that people were like falling in love with the movie right away. Like it was just, it was like instant almost, you know, and I, I remember, you know, being proud of the fact that my dad was in the movie and, and he, he had a big part of, you know, making things happen. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So. Now going to D2, just what kind of stunts were you doing in that one? I uh, I was uh, pretty much like I said anything that they couldn't really do. Uh, I was also uh, on Team Trinidad, the team that uh, <laughs> with the tie dye jerseys. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was the guy that scores the goal in that in that movie, but uh, or in that in that scene. <laughs> and then I come yeah come around. There's a very interesting story. <laughs> so uh, I think it was Sam Weissman was the director, mm-hmm. and at the, at the time for that that part um there were <laughs> they it's, so it's team trinidad right so they yeah. got it's all black it's an all black team right so mm-hmm. they <laughs> there's not enough black people in 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 the area to fill up the full team <laughs> 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 so, so so we're like so i'm sitting there there's like five of us uh there's actually three of us there's my brother myself and there's other guy that's in minnesota i think his name's tommy or something like that but um, then the, the two other guys were just kind of like standing there, like, you know, the Bambi, they, they were like, they couldn't stand up really. And then they just put like random black dudes right on the ice. On the <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember being like, and they had like people in the stands and the crowd and all that kind of stuff. And I remember being like, what's happening right now? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> and uh what was what was great about it was there was a point where um i go they have the scene set up where you know my brother and i were, were coming down and uh i shoot and i score the goal and we just do like a normal like celebration you know that you do in hockey where it's not like mm-hmm. a like crazy you know uh we just kind of go over and kind of give each other like a hug and say you know move on mm-hmm. and sam who was like the nicest guy on he was like super nice he uh, he comes over, he yells cut, and he comes over, and he like huddles us in to the group, you know. And now 
at this point, you know, there's like steel drums up in the stands and there's like people getting like crazy, right? Like it's nonsense <laughs> up in the stands, like not a hockey game, right? But he's, so it's, it's getting crazy up there. And then he comes over and he goes, uh, he's like totally serious at this point. And, and he says it in the nicest way. He's like, uh, guys, I'm going to need you guys to be or just get a little more ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> So we were like, you know, what do you do? what do you do? Like, what do you say at that point? Like, what does that mean? So we ended up like doing like I think I did like the cabbage patch or something like that. I don't even know. Like, it's crazy. Uh, and then so we ended up like doing this little. We like scored and we did like the dance and the whole thing. And it was pretty. It was really funny. It was really funny to see. Like, I mean, but you're thinking it's like Disney, right? And just coming off of like Cool Runnings type of movies, right? Mm-hmm. You so you you knew that it wasn't you know. There was nothing bad about it. It was just kind of living up to what, you know, <laughs> the role was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> you also yeah. crashed the Zamboni. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was on uh, – so there were a couple of – so the Zamboni, there was um, a scene where a guy gets hip-checked. Uh, Mike Cudlitz uh, hip-checked somebody through the glass. Then there was, And then I was on the back of, uh, of a um, golf cart that actually gets dumped out into a lake in Wisconsin where they were filming. And uh, the, the back of the Zamboni was, was amazing because I'm on the back and I'm, I'm playing Jesse mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Boyum, who was the, who was like this major like stunt guy that had done like days of thunder and, and some incredible like stunt. He, he was like a stunt guy. That was his, like his real job. Not like what I was doing. Like he was the real deal, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, he's driving the Zamboni and I'm on the back standing up. And then there was somebody else on the Zamboni that was next to me and they were like in a seated position, but they, there was a person that was standing and it was, it was weird because this kept happening as we were doing the stunts. There was a guy standing or like squatting below the boards mm-hmm. and he had a box in his hand. Mm-hmm. And so Steve would, he like revs up the engine of the Zamboni and then, they yell action and he like guns it and they explode this door like boom like explode it's crazy the glass goes everywhere the doors fly open the zamboni hits it like i had like glass shrapnel in my afro at the time because i had an afro at the time (laughs) it was like (laughs) it was like it was amazing like it was this huge boom we were in like this rink called blake arena in minnesota and uh it was it was really neat like to just be a part of that too then then we had the one where uh, Mike Cudlitz hip checks a guy and he goes through mm-hmm. the glass and he gets like he gets thrown over the glass and then actually breaks through the glass, which has never happened in a game of hockey really. <laughs> I, I, I actually think I think it may have, but anyway, he the they set the scene up and they have the guy they like flew him in special. He was a stunt guy, like a professional stunt guy that they flew in special. They put gear on him and they put hockey skates on them except they took the blades off of the skates hmm. okay and now he's on the other side uh, of the of the ice and then we've got like we're there's three of us that are there that are supposed to catch him when he when he does a he hits an uh, an air ramp does a somersault and then we catch him mm-hmm. okay sounds extremely dangerous <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> right so he 
he he's practicing without the glass, the explosive glass that they're going to push it, put in there later on. And he hits the he hits the ramp and he jumps over. They've got like um, the, like little cushions to, for him to land on, and he hits that like he's hitting it all day, like it's no problem. He mm-hmm. hits that ramp and he lands on it, perfect, perfect every time. And then they start to set everything up. He then you know everything's all set up. They yell action. He hits the ramp and he completely misses us. <laughs> and and like he like not even it wasn't even close like his whole body was like on the cement and half of on the bleachers and he's like the wind knocked out of him I think yeah I thought he was dead at this point like I'm like there's, we jumped down to go help him and we're like oh my god he's like <gasps> he can't breathe and he's a mess and he gets right back up and he has to do it again and they reset the whole thing and he does it again and uh, when he does it again he actually makes it but he kicks the guy next to me in the head. again ex- 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 again explosive glass in my afro right <laughs> and and he freaking nails the guy next to me the guy's bleeding next to me <laughs> it's just crazy like the stuff that they were doing and you know, like you see the scene in uh in the movie and you're like it doesn't even do it justice because they upside down and they put the glass so he's not hitting hard glass as, You're breaking up right. a little, Brad. But uh, uh, oh, you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're back. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I mean that that was one scene. There was also um, I was on the back of a golf cart, and they ended up taking uh, taking this out of the movie uh, again with Steve. We're driving down uh, the end of a pier. We go off of a ramp, and uh, we go into the lake. Uh, and it was amazing because the, the front end of the car, the golf cart drops hard and like catapults me uh like it was crazy like throws me forever mm-hmm. uh up in the sky and we go into the into the lake and and we we did it in one take and i remember the uh, director being so happy that he gave me an extra thousand dollars for that wow. <laughs> yeah i know right i know and, as a kid right and what was the the scene like i can't i'm trying to figure out how that kind of organically fits in of a golf cart going into a lake Okay, so they, they actually um, – there was a part where they were in the park, and you, you see it briefly, um, where Jesse's on the back of a golf cart, and they're just kind of like in the park, and they kind of lose control. So they kept like this little like sliver of this thing in, in the movie, and uh, they were just they were just going through the park, and they were just kind of like lost control of the golf cart, and they were just kind of going all over the place, and it didn't – it didn't like go any further than that, but mm-hmm. the um, the scene was supposed to go further. And you know, it's funny because after that movie, when I was playing junior hockey, the the coach and GM of the team thought it would be a good idea to hype up uh, my involvement with the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I had done because I had done a lot of other commercials and TV shows and other stuff, and and I remember. The first thing you you need to remember is that you never tell anybody what you're what you're doing because most likely you're cut from everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I I didn't want to really I, I really didn't want to say that I've been in the movie and he was making such a big deal like he even went as far as to get like a cutout of the you know the the Team Trinidad thing and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like telling the people that I had done it like I was on the back of a golf cart and I had done all this other stuff and. Basically, if you blink in the movie, you would miss my parts. 
<laughs> so it was just <laughs> it was just interesting to you know to to have this guy try to capitalize on that and <laughs> it turned so, it worked out you, it worked out all right do you have any props from the movie aside from that no 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 and I, you know i wish i wish i i wish i had i wish i did keep something but uh, no i didn't keep anything and you know it's funny because the uh wardrobe people were pretty much everybody was really cool on the set like everybody was really nice makeup people were really nice and so like for me i know that some people had they kept some stuff you know and as memorabilia i remember you know some people talking about the fact that they wanted to keep some stuff and i just didn't want to do that <laughs> bad karma i guess <laughs> all right but the, yeah there was a yeah there was a, there was a there you know some things that i i really did enjoy about the movie um that i found interesting there was like uh like Hans, you remember Hans in the movie? Oh, of mm-hmm. course, of course, right? Yeah. The, you know something I that something I found interesting was there was a real Hans Hans that actually existed. Ooh. So, yeah, there's a guy that was in uh, a rink, and I, and I don't know if, if Steve knew this guy, but there was a guy named literally his name was Hans, <laughs> <laughs> and he worked and he and he worked at a at a rink in Culver City, uh, California. And it was like, if you played hockey in LA at any level, you would go to this hockey shop. And I'm not even kidding you. The guy, Hans, looks like the same guy. And he runs this hockey shop and has an accent. You know, I coached his grandkids even. And it was just, it was amazing. Like some of the kind of the, the, the things that you could see kind of come to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a real guy. Yeah. Is he uh, is he still alive and still doing this ice skating stuff? You know, I saw him uh, probably I don't know probably six years ago maybe, uh, and I was I was in Los Angeles and I was at uh, in El Segundo teaching a hockey school, and I he came up to me and I was coaching his grandkid, hmm. and he was uh, I, I came up and said you know I, I I never thought about it but I should have asked him if you know if he was if he was the uh, the guy behind it. Um, there was there were a couple other scenes. Like they they um, one of the scenes I that I had was uh, an, a scene where I had to jump over the net mm-hmm. at, when I was Mendoza. And they actually it's funny because they they ended up creating a, an ice ramp for me to try and jump over the net. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was interesting about that was the fact that I they had they left they created this huge ice ramp. Uh, for me to be Mendoza to jump over and they wanted to leave it in the ice overnight to stick. I ended up uh, the next day going for a test run and hitting this ice ramp mm-hmm. and jackknifing over the crossbar of the net. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the most pain I've ever, <laughs> I've ever been in, <laughs> but it, they ended up getting rid of the, the, the ramp and they ended up creating this bar that like you could do like almost a pull up on. And then they made the net smaller so that you could jump. So they did like all these crazy things during the movie to like accommodate the storyline, which I thought was really interesting. So did you have to sign all kinds of waivers that you like, you you might die or get really hurt during this thing? <laughs> no, and I and I, <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> like you basically show up on set and they're like, prepare to die. <laughs> you're like you're ready to go at any time like there was uh, a couple guys that were doing some stunts they had a kind of like some of the scenes where they're getting hip checked and 
uh, they would go over a player. And I remember this one kid in particular, I almost want to say it was that Ryan kid again, Ryan Ford, but the, he kept getting hip checked. Mm-hmm. And when you get hip checked, uh, they, they lift up on you and, and you, 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 you come over and your feet come over at like an incredible speed and smack the ice. And there's like no way to protect it. So you hit the, the ice at full speed with your skates and with your feet and it, your, your feet are kind of cold with the skates and all, on all, all that kind of stuff. And as you hit, uh, you know, the pain. And I, I remember seeing this kid, like he's, he's getting dumped like 20 times <laughs> and he's landing like right on his feet. And like, you know, that he's going to be like ankle swollen, maybe broken. <laughs> and you're like, why just stay down, buddy. Stay down. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Don't get back up. Okay. Anyway, Brett. I, I just, I just found that interesting. Yeah. So we do this thing called the quack question where we ask the fans to uh, send in their questions. We try to answer them. And Kevin, do you have a quiet question ready to go? I do. Uh, we've got some interesting ones. Um, this one comes from Quackalike Garrett Green, who we've uh, heard on the show before. Um, his question, and I don't know if this is uh, correctly directed at you, but he asks, how badly do you regret leaving the smoke machine out in plain sight in front of the Zamboni crash? <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it was it was amazing to to see how much smoke they added to that movie. Those movies, <laughs> there were like there were like smoke machines everywhere. Like I I I never realized that the rinks were that foggy until I actually saw these movies. I remember in the um, it, remember the scene in three where uh, the coach, the new coach brings his daughter out on the wheelchair yeah. in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So they had like completely like decked out the, the lights, the lighting in there. And they had it like showing into the, into the rink. So it was, it looked like morning, but it was like nighttime. And then they just cranked these smoke machines. And it was just like everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. I just remember, like, it, there are so many scenes where you're just like, okay, enough with the smoke. It's really not that. It's not that bad. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't notice that, and that's a that's a good call. Good to see that right. people are on on their toes. Good job for Garrett. All right. I mean, we're kind of running over time here, so um, okay. Go to BradPerryHockey.com. Get some expert instruction from Brad. For us, QuackTech.com. You can contact us at QuackTechPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. We're on Stitcher now. Go there. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite stunt or favorite smoke machine left out in plain sight. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much, Brad. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.